A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the son in detriment of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Chanel. What's up? And what's up? Hey, babies. It's again, I feel like we go through ebbs and flows of it's been a while since we've all just been just us gals. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's nice to be. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be here together and uh, rounding out the year. Yeah. The time has ended. We've, We've made it through all the retrogrades. Mm-hmm. And now I guess we're in kind of eclipsy time from coming what I in. from what I've heard in, in the old pigeon carrier. Yeah, we're coming into eclipse holidays. I mean uh, just all. We've we've seen it, we've done it, we're doing it. And it's been a beautiful year with you two. Yeah. Oh, we've done a shit ton of shit. Yeah, we have. Just like thinking like we've been in New York, we've been in Chicago, now we're back home. And um, it's just so weird to think that it's all been a single. It hasn't even been a year. It's just been this this year. So. Yeah. I mean, it's been a crazy year. 
I don't know. I'm just having one of the like I feel like I've been trying to be more conscious of like date time passage. So like it's just I don't know. I'm just feeling that like very like roundup y article. Maybe it's like seeing like the like people posting their like Spotify year round like you're just now you're getting all like that like recapping and it's like, Oh yeah, this is when people start Doing quantifying all the things that just happened i feel like it may, i i always attributed this to stand-up but maybe it's also having now traveled to places where there are more seasons uh this time mm. of the year it might just be california but i feel like i never know what like season it is or i never realize it's like a holiday time until there's like uh, literally a person like i'm thinking of halloween specifically like literally mm-hmm. there's a person standing in front of me in a costume and i'm i still am like wait what oh yeah <laughs> but it's just because we live the same day so often yeah no it's just the same vibe for um even for halloween like when i think about like how many have happened in my life it's not that many but i'm kind of like oh, okay i get it like i've done th- i've done this like i feel like now kind of enough times where i'm like my like energy level or commitment to holidays is just like just going at like a very exponentially declining rate of like of trying yeah i agree with that i'm kind of like not but i love the i love decorations are we winter christmas time people yeah Yeah. i love it and i love i love christmas music i love decorations i like that people are just like sometimes more stressed out but also sometimes we're just more friendly and like Mm -hmm. these like gratitude things but also for like my family and stuff i'm like can we just skip this like it's yeah let's just hang out i don't want to do all of the the stuff Mm -hmm. like it just i guess i'm just more conscious of people doing like extra work and and the like capitalist drive underneath it i mean when you look at all the wrapping paper and like the the things that you put the gifts in like i definitely feel like Someone just shared me a clip from The Sopranos where, like, AJ, like, doesn't wrap uh, a copy of The Matrix because he's like, I was just thinking of the environment, Mom. But, like, she's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. But it's like, no, like, I feel that. Like, it's like, do I have to, like, put this in a new vessel just for you to, like, I mean, the surprise and the effort is, like, that's where I get it and that's cute. But then I'm like, I'm just not good at that. I don't know. Wrapping paper is recyclable. I feel yeah. like that's... uh least of our problems true, true. I, I guess i'm thinking of like the plasticky like the bag i'm i always i always default to the bag is the thing in my house we burn them mm. so i don't know like we the, never really had waste oh we use it for fire like starter you uh-huh. know what i mean yeah well, we are like Christmas fire. All right, guys, let's. Oh, I like that. That sounds almost like ritualistic too. <laughs> it's cool because the different papers burn different colors, oh. and like the sparkly ribbon will like pop. You know. Oh, I it's love fun. this. Yeah, it's fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch this at Christmas at my house. You should do it because it's great. It, I mean, you can't burn plastic, obviously. No. Right. But I love that. That's. I just watched a video of um, podcast past podcast guest gabri herstic um but she was doing like a youtube thing i forgive me for not knowing whose it is but it's on her instagram but she was talking to this woman about like magic tips and and stuff and Mm -hmm. she was saying how um she's like whenever someone asks me what a spell is she's like the example that i always give is singing happy birthday to someone on their birthday she was like because it's like intention action and like energy Mm -hmm. so it's like the we're intending to wish that person 
a, a good year. We're all focused our energy and thinking about what we want for them. We're singing. We're doing the act of singing happy birthday. And then the person kind of blowing it out like seals the the deal. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Especially for like such a weird, shitty, like I like the kind of reclaiming of like getting sung happy birthday too. Cause it's like, it is one of those things where you're like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but now I like this, this like repurposes it Mm -hmm. in a totally uplifting sort of way. Well, I think when you think about it too, as being that, I don't want to say sacred, but when you think about like why it's uncomfortable just sitting there, I mean, it is because people are staring at you and it, mm-hmm. it's just weird. Cause and the song's not great. Yeah. But it's also now thinking of it that way. It's like, Oh yeah. It's also just like a bunch of concentrated, like good <laughs> wishes on you. And that's like weird to receive, especially uh-huh. very publicly when someone's singing too high. Also <laughs> full disclosure. If you do burn wrapping paper, it's more likely to burn your house down then firewood and i'm not accepting lawsuits at this time so burn at your own risk is it because the paper it like flies away easier because it might catch and yeah. go up the chimney and then like land on your roof oh my god oh, when yeah. i was last home when i was back in, when we were all in chicago i was at my mom's and she had a fire going and i for, like i forgot we heard this big like it was during the blizzard um, when it would like drop like six inches before you had all the flight like hoopla but i just heard this like big like boof and i was like what the fuck is that in the fireplace and then it just like all the smoke started to come out of it and like pour back into the house and i was just like what the fuck and i just like go grab a towel like smokers going off and like we finally like just air it out and it was like a my stepdad finally came down because he's like always napping he's like oh it's like a it was a blowback or like a it was like this the wind blew down the chimney in a gust of glory and like in a perfect way that just like shot everything back out chimneys are fucked up man yeah i was like wait if no one was in this room like shit could have easily i mean you should always be you should always attend your fires as like as lisa pointed out with fire safety you know go under the log and shit like that (laughs) i don't know like don't just be throwing paper in there i mean that's what we do we should probably like crumple it up would be a good suggestion practice fire safety only you can prevent wrapping paper fires (laughs) also like we live in california where fires are where i'm from in texas uh, it's a little less common i think mm-hmm. for everything to catch and you know start the whole neighborhood mm-hmm. yes i mean for how much i played with fire as a kid i'm surprised like more things don't burn quickly or as fast like just like lighting like the legs of desks on fire and like carpet and like things like that but it's like it doesn't i mean again this isn't an advocacy to then you know set things on fire or I started a couple of brush fires and you did they're pretty they catch pretty quick if it's dry enough material it catches very fast wait outside or inside outside yeah i'm talking about inside fires like the just like shit around the house there's nothing really that dry in the house yeah i guess paper i just figured that the chemical in like a carpet or the chemical in like a drape or something would be like i think it's made to not yeah that's i was gonna say it's like a, a a show of how good uh technology is gone my I almost um, said it's fire retardant, and then I'm like, <laughs> I can't, can't say it. <laughs> um, but it, you can say yes, that. Yes, because that's the word. Yeah, we can say fire retardant. I just second yes. guess myself. I know. Uh, you guys saw that gender reveal, right? No, the the no. one that started the like four hundred fifty thousand acre oh, fire. Yes, in, that is in what Tucson. it was. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't see someone it. did the like because now people go on like YouTube and do the whole like they blow something up. Usually, yeah. it'd be like and it blows up blue, and they're like, 
a boy. It has a penis, I think, and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, this one, it's weird because the footage is so alone. Like, it doesn't feel like a... Like, like there's other people there. But yeah. they probably had, because they're setting off explosives or whatever, they probably had to go <sighs> so far out away from the actual party that it's, like, not... They, okay. It's not like in the backyard next yeah. to the candy table or whatever. Okay, that makes more sense because the ones that I've seen, like, there's some that I find very funny on Twitter. Like, there's one who, like, bursts through a sheet and he's dressed up. You know, like, those blow-up dinosaur costumes that mm-hmm. are, like, very air puffy? There's, there's one, like, of a giant baby and he just starts, like, dancing really cute. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's, like, funny enough Like I, that I don't mind this, like, fucked up party Dude, idea. If that, that happened at a baby shower, I would be... Furious. If I remember, I'll put a link in the thing. But, but yeah, that is why that footage is so creepy and weird. Because the guy was like, "Yo, back up two hundred feet," because I'm I have some dynamite that yeah. I'm about to blow the fuck up this blue powder. But yeah, it started a Arizona brush fire of like four hundred thousand acres or something, something pretty extensive. But he video, but he had the video footage of it starting. So only so, you again, only you can prevent. Gender reveals for your friends, tacky party. <laughs> I mean, everything's gotten so wasteful and overdone, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the cake's fine, you know? Sure. Like, That's we're cute. U- we're using it. No, cake, but, cake I mean, works. I've been seeing skywriting a lot. For gender reveals or no, just for parties? I don't know for what. You know, you can't really always tell what they're oh, yeah. doing. Um, but it's like... Oh, Fuck you. Like, that is so wasteful. Mm-hmm. That's so bad for the environment. Did you yeah. know? I didn't know this until I was like, now I have like my first engaged friend. So now I'm kind of like getting your torch, Julia, a little bit of like, oh, I got to like go get balloons and stuff. But that helium's like. Balloons are the worst thing. Balloon, yeah. But helium's. Balloons are bad themselves. And then helium is like, is is running out. Like, we can't make any new helium. So, like, balloons are expensive as. They are. Well, and that's when I was planning the Bachelorette, there's all these pictures on Pinterest. And this is what gets like, I'm not, I don't want to say we should outlaw Pinterest because God forbid. (laughs) Um, But also like we're, I think we've talked about this before, but it's like the, the things people feel like they need to do for birthday parties and stuff now are like at like celebrity kid level Mm. things. And it's like, we weren't supposed to know about that. That's (laughs) supposed to be when you have like, fuck you money and you can hire someone to, create a Coachella themed first birthday party or whatever like but there'll be all these pictures on Pinterest with like balloon stuff and I'd be like oh that's gonna be that'd be so cute but I was like how am I gonna justify paying not even thinking about I mean thinking about environmental too but also it's just like how could I justify buying thirty dollars worth of things that are just gonna sit that serve no you I hate balloons no purpose I, I feel like they're they're awful yeah they're no there's no purpose to them all of them end up in the ocean and it's so fucked up mm-hmm. and they're just like fine you like, know what we need fine i wonder well, if they this don't e- do anything but i wonder if this exists like an edible balloon we gotta have the technology well, they have, like um sugar right like sugar glass that you can blow and like like the they, gastronomy are, sort of mm-hmm. those are real like breakable you know but yeah i'm thinking of like your durable could last a party and then at the end it either like can decompose or you can like eat it or flush it down the toilet or even like 
a fabric balloon that you could keep for several Ooh. birthdays or something. You could have your Christmas balloons or whatever. I mean, Christmas isn't really like a balloon holiday, <laughs> but but you know what I mean? You could have like seasonal things. You could have ones mm-hmm. that would be a birthday. Like, you know how you, did your family do this where you had like the same birthday candles that you would use until they were like mm-hmm. done? And yes. then you'd have like whatever, like you wouldn't have all the numbers, but you'd have like six numbers and you just like make different combinations of those. Like mm-hmm. you could have the happy birthday balloon that would be used for all of your family functions i love this this feels like very like nordic to me i see like an ancient like sheep's wool balloon that like you just pass down from like great grandmother and it's like it's the one thing because it is nice to have a symbol of celebration right it is nice to have like something that's like full pass on it you can have streamers there's so many other confetti whatever i feel like i I, i'm a full pass it's fine (laughs) i don't need it that bad and like eh what about I'm not that amazed by something floating. Oh, I am. It's what sad. about the one at the very least, the single balloon that you need on the mailbox so people know that that's where the party is? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can do a pot of fresh flowers. You could do. I mean, I think you could do Ooh, a laser it. beam. <laughs> what, a laser what? beam. <laughs> a little disco ball. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. From the sure. Thing. I do. Yes. I will say whenever I'm like a huge sucker for um, those like minimal waste facebook videos like when i see that person that's like their year she has of, a jar the jar and it's I her year of garbage oh i'm like that's like the shit so last year my 2018 goal was to creatively produce as much as i consume was like my goal like you know of course like yeah, yeah. we're consuming all the time because we walk outside and there's advertising yeah. but i mean as far as like the time I take to scroll or watch TV, it's like, okay, like draw or make something. So I feel like I did a really good job and I was very proud of myself. And then this year, I think I want to reduce my use was my goal. And I really want to start composting. The sound is so should. hippie. You should. you should. We used to compost at my You know what it was? Because this time last year, I always go up to the Bay, usually over Christmas time. And I forget that like the Bay Area, they have like compost as part of their like their their pickup. It's like just built in. Do you, is there a way to have it like picked up or do you have something that you would use it for? Cause I feel like you don't have, you don't have like a garden. I don't have a garden, but I do have like a side gangway where there are trees that grow. And I think I could maybe do a box. If anyone also has like great tips or resources, et cetera, on composting, please send it uh, sure to the what's your sign email. I'm sure there's like more things. Like I've seen some the boxes. Kind of thing or something that could be done with it. Even if you don't have a garden, maybe there is, you know, well, I live close to Griffith Park, and there is a compost center in the park, and I know they do classes there. So maybe I can like scooter my like banana peels up there and like <laughs> and like throw it in the yeah or in maybe the big like heap. the collection thing. Yeah, yeah, but I definitely I want to become that person that like buys the. Um, I'm pretty good too, but I just want to be like that person that can then be a snob, like a little bit of a snob about it, and like lecture others because I think it is important, and I like want people to feel it too but like i want the reusable grocery like i have the grocery bags but i mean like the like the little plastic ones that you get for like your parsley like mm-hmm. the, the those little things i want reusable though i already have a wish list for my 2019 i want those uh i want to start being that person that goes gets the the beans like dry from the bucket you know like i'm really i'm thinking but it's, you just gotta start like holding your like almost like it's like exercising or or quitting smoking or something. It's like just like being a bitch to yourself about it. It's like no bitch. Like if they don't have the thing you need. Then don't like go the easy route. And just like skip the step. Like maybe you don't get beans that week. 
Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I think it's just building the habit. I remember when I overheard someone having this conversation too. So I apologize if this is like very pedestrian but uh <laughs> like when they outlawed plastic shopping or like when they said you had to pay for bags mm. or whatever and everyone was like oh whatever but it was like all you you probably paid for bags like three times and then you remember to bring you started remembering to bring your fucking bags in mm-hmm. and it's like a little thing but it's just the i mean i'm always amazed at things i think it's good that we're talking about it and then people are realizing small steps that we can do like practical it's not you know yeah enough but just even that let's yeah it's like bringing a reusable bag for picking up your produce or like having not uh like takeout stuff mm-hmm. or yeah i mean it's it just like a lot of our my garbage is recyclable but i'm but then there's like huge chunk that's just like the food chunks and i'm like this has to be like this can't be good for us as a as a whole Mm-mm. i wonder about the single-use plastic dog poop bags Mm. because there doesn't seem to be another option maybe there is well that's what i use my that's what i used to use my grocery like parsley bags for my cat litter like i would that's Mm -hmm. what i would just throw it into so that's what i'm uh, yeah i wonder if there's a good alternative for that kind of bag because that's what i'll get like those grocery bags like you know i'll pay the quarter because i'm like this is gonna be my my shit bag so whatever i also know that like obviously who fertilizes the ground but like we're not supposed to leave it yeah so i don't know like how mm-hmm. well and, and i know my cat litter's not fertilizing shit <laughs> well, you couldn't, i was gonna say like a pooper scooper but you can't like walk around with that the whole time yeah i mean i don't even think that because they have them at dog parks but like it really only works in dirt you yeah can't really even oh like you start putting your dog poop in jars <laughs> <laughs> my year of dog oh my god you're just like howard hughes but with like <laughs> just fucking dog, dog poop, poop. <laughs> <laughs> dated and uh, old. um nothing well, nothing y'all need rev- resolutions if you want but do you have any do you have any new year do you uh, in, uh not incentives what is it initiatives goals dreams yeah, i want to be um i want to have more of a schedule and i want to say no more or like mm. i want to be i want to be very intentional not not like i'm i don't know how scheduled i can ever be because that's and i feel like that's like setting up myself to feel bad about myself because i'm not doing it but i want to be intentional with my time okay hmm. i don't really have one that's fair i have some other personal stuff that i'm working through so i'll work on that cool yeah Godspeed to all of us and our dog Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, things we're working on and uh, that, let's get into today's topic. Um, we're talking about, uh, I guess, like the broad thing is like ways to interpret your chart without getting into the specifics of planets or other ways to kind of categorize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, chart, chart patterns types. and types. Yeah. Um, the shapes, if yeah. you will. The shape of you. I like this one because I of course am a big fan of like themes mm-hmm. and uh big the big ideas of things and i found that this was like a i don't know uh, like a cool a cool way to interpret things to look at other pattern like bigger patterns that you i mean we have like our obvious ones that we think about like the sign in the house and and that but um yeah just even even blowing it out further yeah well it's kind of like when we kind of talked about like elements or modes or when you really but even like on a like 
not simpler level, but it really is like, yeah, like stripping away those like major, you know, uh, planets or signs or things and just like, I don't know, it's kind of like very like artistic to just kind of like get a sense of someone just by like these feelings from shapes. So I thought that was like pretty interesting and, and really different from everything else I think we've kind of talked about. I thought it was interesting that one person formulated the seven types of chart patterns. Yeah. That to me was like the most interesting thing I discovered because I assumed that like it was collective data. Yeah. Like, over time. Mm-hmm. And then like, I guess one guy was just like, I'm the Freud of this. Wait, what was, like, who was that? So it's Mark Edmund Jones. Yeah. He also, which we'll cover in a future episode came is the creator of the Sabian symbols, which is uh like a picture, a symbol and a description, like a, a little like, not fairy tale, but like a little poem thing about each degree of the Zodiac. What? Yeah. Oh, cool. Wait, what's his name again? And what was that called? Again? Mark, Mark Edmund, Edmund Jones. Jones. So these, the patterns that we're talking about specifically, I've seen in some of them referred to as Jones patterns. Oh, um, but that's he, cool. he's the creator of the Sabian symbols. Whoa. Yeah. Which is there's, uh, some people buy into it. Other people are like, nah, that's, whatever but it's mm-hmm. interesting on some of i think it's on um i don't remember if it's oh it's astro theme when you are looking at charts you can they'll also t- show you the sabian symbol and it's like a peacock standing on a rock eyes towards the horizon what and it's like 17 de- venus 17 degrees whatever like that's and then it'll say like this person has a like sunny outlook on life and is always looking ahead to the future Blah, blah, blah. And this is for like each, each degree. degree. Yes. Damn. So there's a shit. Yeah. There's like a shit ton. 360, 360 of them. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like each degree of like each sign. But it's just I mean, each degree. Yeah, it's each degree. But I mean, but like, yeah, but it is through each sign. Right. That's, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So oh, he. Okay. Uh, I should have looked Very at. Very detail oriented. Yeah. <laughs> I should have looked at his chart. It Virgo. came up. No, I don't know. Maybe. Or like, I don't know. Aquarius. All, I mean, all this stuff. But. Yeah, so today we're talking about chart shapes and patterns um, and ways to interpret charts uh, on a broader scale. Um, One of those ways is looking at, so what we're talking about, you know, when you're looking at your chart, um, how can you categorize before you get into uh, the specifics? So one of those things is looking at um, what like the dominant element is in your chart or the dominant quality, The if it's cardinal, mutable, mm-hmm. fixed. Um, so that you can kind of make a, an assumption about the personality type or things that they might be inter- like overarching themes that are important to them. Um, another one of those things that you can do that with is the quadrants, which if you have listened, we covered in the houses episode, um, but we can go through those quickly. Real quick. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. maybe we should start with hemispheres before quadrants, quadrants because sure. they're big guy. Yeah. So, uh, one of the ways that you can interpret your chart is uh, noticing which hemisphere has the most uh, planets, the biggest density of planets in it. Uh, so we'll go so through these. Those. Are all backwards for Western listeners, just so you know, because mm-hmm. we're looking at it from up the, top. Yes, we're from the north. We are on the north, and yes. this was developed in the south. So everything's going to be east is going to be west, and west is going to be east to you. Yes. Oh, cool. So uh, the eastern hemisphere is going to be the entire left side of the chart. That's houses 10 through 3. Uh, and if you have a, a big 
number of planets on the eastern side of your chart, you are likely self-motivated, self-oriented. You value independence. Uh, you don't mind being alone. You're an impactor. You come in and change what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's if you have a bulk of planets on like on, the, on just the on left. one yeah on, on the one left. side okay. the left side on the left yeah. um, something to watch out for if you are eastern heavy is uh, selfishness and egocentric behavior. Uh, moving on to the western side of the chart, which is the entire right side of the chart, that is houses five. I mean, sorry, four through nine. Uh, this one relationships are important to you. You value your interactions on an individual scale, but also, you know, how you interact with humanity as a whole. You're impacted. You let what's around you um, change the way you are. Um, People with a lot of uh, Western planets uh, can often have great insight into the nuances of relationships, uh, but watch out for over-identifying with relationships or getting um, too caught up in unhealthy relationships. Next, northern. Wait, southern? You can go northern. Northern is the bottom bottom half. Uh, That's houses one through six. Uh, This people with uh, a lot of plants in the northern half identify with their uh, personal resources and their personal identity is the source of their success. Um, They want to feel secure in themselves before they go out and interact with the, the world at large. Um. Yeah, they they want to satisfy themselves, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like the learning, learning by learning about themselves. So it's the self-discovery. It's, you know, what are your what are your ideals? What are your values um, and how that interacts with your day to day life? Um, watch out for becoming too much of a homebody, though. Oh, that's one. Uh, and then Southern top half of the chart that's houses seven through 12 um public life is important to these people and it's how you learn the most about yourself yeah community people uh your uh the public profile might come from your career or social status perhaps but do make sure that you are not um achieving those things at the expense of loved ones yeah so those are our big you know hemispheres and then from there those hemispheres are also divided into smaller quadrants uh which as i said we did cover on the houses episode but we'll go through that too so you know what we're talking about um first quarter is one two and three so it's uh it's kind of hard to explain the bottom left quarter would be the way i guess you could define it um these are individual people self people yeah awareness of self uh this the focus of your this lifetime is to learn about you um and you might require a little more alone time than others Mm. yeah but yeah heightened awareness of your identity and your values and learning how to communicate those things second quarter is houses four five and six um these are the bottom right hand quarter of your chart these are the relationship people uh this is about learning how to integrate your identity and values into your relationships with others um 
meaning like family, coworkers, and also how to integrate those values into your kind of overall s- sense of well-being on a day-to-day. It's also like, because the fifth house is in there, creativity, um, excitement, and uh, kind of like yourself outside of the self. So yeah. Mm. Um, third quarter is houses seven, eight, and nine. Uh, these are ambitious goal, outwardly directed people. Yeah. I mean, I think this one's too about, uh, learning, learning how to grow from other people's identities. So learning how to like, think about what other people are thinking about and notice their behavior and then also have that be informing how you behave i think it's also about like finding letting other people be different from you too and learning how to like kind of come to the middle ground with people Mm. fourth quarter the upper left um houses 10 11 and 12 they're the most independent and the most ambitious uh this one's learning to integrate with society uh so kind of how to be a humanitarian how to think about your personal experience as a a way to help the world at large yeah cool so those are quadrants and do you guys have any hemisphere quadrant i'm like after hearing these like again which is kind of like a reminder from when this feels like in a way like it very much like a houses part do you know like which houses are really like i always find houses very interesting and like i feel like it really can change a lot about your placement and um yeah and then after hearing this i was just feeling like i'm so red i'm like i'm just like it's like the like public persona e-relationship sucky sucky uppery and i was like oh like there there she blows it's Mm -hmm. risen resonating in me i'm mostly one and three mm-hmm. but mostly quadrant one mm-hmm. uh which is one two three um and i mean yeah i'm i'm northern i'm bottom half oh i've like no i have nothing I'm in the- southern but i have placements in fr- first quarter too mm-hmm. so i'm mostly devoid of second quarter everything else i have I have that one Pluto Scorpio. In yeah. Quarter. And that first quarter is like that. If I'm visualizing this right, that left bottom. Ju- I've, I'm so empty. I'm the emptiest bitch down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm well, it is just it's just prairie over there. I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about the shapes, but it is interesting to think about those things as like, um, is that something if we're talking about, you know, past lives and stuff like that? <gasps> is that something that you've mastered or is that something that's coming in a in an upcoming lifetime because in some of the chart shapes um you know that empty thing is sometimes what we feel is like missing in our life or whatever in our personality oh my god so it might be something that again that like you're you've already figured out or it's something that you're figuring out by virtue of how you're shaped i think it might be something future bitch me might need to <laughs> i need to learn just based off that i mean maybe or maybe maybe down the road deep inside i i'll i'll feel like oh i did learn it long ago but it's so interesting to think about like is this a future or past lesson because when you're in the present you're like i don't know 
well, you tell I mean, me. None of it I think can be mine is lifelong. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, up to this point, mm-hmm. I was just gonna say I think there's also like not when we're thinking about it that way too. There isn't any part that should be ignored. It's not. I right. think guess not everything is of the same um, importance at all of the same times. But I think acting like if we ever get the the sense that oh I've I've figured that out, right. then it's like oh no, you're get, there's gonna be some like it nothing nothing's ever done it's always like in because life is continuous so it's always like coming along with you so there's not like a check of the box and it's like oh my childhood issues are done right or whatever but interesting yeah. uh i just i just felt the thing while you guys were going through those i was like oh god here we go again here we go just when i think i've seen it all mm-hmm. and it just all comes back to me yes uh but let's let's get into patterns um yeah. So, as we said, this is developed by astrologer Mark Edmund Jones, um, and he found that there are seven patterns based on the placement of the 10 planets in the chart. So this does not include um, axes or asteroids or sensitive points, no other things. This is just based on the 10 planets. Correct. So. Also, I have something to add. mm -hmm. Mark Edmund Jones was a Libra. Just in case anyone want to know. Mm. But I think the most interesting th- thing about it was he was born in the year 1888. And you never see those like infinity that just like straight up infinity in a birth year. So I'm like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, that's cool. So that's tight. Margaret Jones, October 1st. He's a Libra. One infinity forever. So the book, the only astrology book you'll ever need is where I got most of my information. However, other websites like astrotheme.com uh, do narrow down the shapes, or I guess they call them chart types, mm-hmm. in different ways. So I'm not sure which ones are to be taken seriously. Do you mean like the... They like to find the degrees and stuff where the book doesn't. Yeah. So it's like this can't be more than 30 degrees or else it's not the shape where the book says like it's just the if it's these houses, that kind of stuff. I think that I think it's both of them because I think that the way that the only astrology book is written is that it's like in a way where you don't have to know degrees. But it's basically saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that especially because we're talking about, you know, a broad way to kind of like generally interpret a chart without getting into specifics that it's like yeah it's gonna have to be for not I mean not 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 including degrees but it'll have to be like visually able to kind of see these things so I think they're I think they're both correct well yeah it's sort of like from what I've seen I mean there was a lot of varied information sort of like what Lisa was saying about like the the strictness of like it must be in this many places that by this degree and then somewhere more like a general like viewpoint of like well obviously like you're a bundle if literally everything is just all up top here but if but then you might you you might have like one like random like then again you include like asteroids or like you know like those other things then you're then your whole shape is just like you don't include that for chart patterns um those are not included included. this is just patterns right but just planets if you look it up and you like see like but i'm everywhere it's like it's like yeah you're gonna you're gonna have stuff all over the joint but just looking at your planet placement um but yeah i saw uh i thought it was interesting 
um, just pulling it up and looking and using, uh, I used horoscopes.astro-seek.com a lot for uh, just general info. And they also did, I've never used them to pull up my chart before. I, actually, I feel like this was the first place I ever did when I was in like high school because the site felt like very familiar, but not familiar at the same time. But they do do like if you click on shape, it's like the next tab over and it, it will give you like a kind of like shaded illustration of what they estimate your shape to be. And uh, yeah, I thought it yeah. was cool. I haven't seen like a sh- uh, that option on any like chart sites before. Hell yeah. Let's go through. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk. Um, first, we'll start. We're, I'm looking at the, the astrology book, too, so we can go that way yeah i'll bop well, ar- i'll bop around with y'all i also did want to say that i think the way that some of the shapes are determined from some of my research is that um they'll define clusters of planets and then um find oh you're you're kind of a back and forth and then if there's like a third thing that means there's like a third thing in your life that's a third focus hmm. so oftentimes it's like if you don't fall into one of them, you may feel like you don't relate to any of them because that's how mm-hmm. I felt reading them. Yeah. I mean, there was what I found, too, was like the um, air quotes, like lack of shape is co- like is not uncommon. Like you if if you're like look like I feel like I saw a lot of people had like the beginning, say, of a bowl, but then there'd be like two planets, just like a little bit of right. like So you kind of have like it, if I had to pick one gun to head i'd be like it's a bowl but again it's like is it technically a bowl like no but right but it's like are these to be followed so technically i don't know yes these are generalizations so i think i don't think that those people will necessarily relate to the bowl either Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because they'll have two other things well they'll be like yeah i'm like that but not in my relationships or whatever you know what i mean yeah totally well i think that it's i mean like anything it's like use what works for you and don't what don't mm-hmm. use what doesn't um i think the what i was really struck by and i looked at that astro seek um stuff as well mm-hmm. is thinking about this in terms of like the hero's journey uh-huh. or whatever that it's like um what is the all of the details are going to be different for each person's thing but kind of what is like the main the genre of movie that we're looking at or something mm-hmm. like obviously the locations the characters what the what the obstacles are that you're going to need to overcome will change but it's like oh is this an action movie is this a, a drama thing is this a, a buddy cop thing is this whatever like um because it's those things where it's like oh what's the like the story arc yeah once you like once you start to kind of see more of like what these themes are and i guess i feel like it would only apply to if you're like truly like kind of looking at your chart and but it did make me see my chart in a new way once I kind of knew what my shape was and I saw what the theme of it was I was like oh maybe this is why I'm not like I am a Taurus tied and true but like this story seems to kind of fit with like how I've heard myself described before so like I we can get there but yeah I think it's an interesting more of like a a theme well because that's interesting thinking about it as someone um else describing your life because they've watched they've observed you enact the patterns that you have so they would be like oh um you know because you're living it you're experiencing you're Mm -hmm. at not at war but you're 
you know, figuring it out, but someone else, your mom is watching you and being like, oh, I never worried about this because she always went through these cycles of, you know, studying really hard and then getting disillusioned. But then, you know, she would talk to this person and then she would come back around. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, also it kind of like goes with your like symbology of like constellations, even just being like, I see this shape. So this probably like, I mean, they all kind of like went with their symbol, their symbolism too. Mm hmm. But what do you guys? What do you guys have first in the book? The splash, <laughs> the splash, baby. Ooh, I love that movie. It is a great movie and a great chart pattern. You're not gonna believe this. What? Never seen it. <laughs> what? <laughs> That'll have to be a merch. <laughs> splash. <laughs> never heard of it. Uh, but if you have a splash pattern, that means that uh, all of your planets are distributed fairly evenly throughout your chart. Um, there might be bigger chunks. There might be a bigger distances between some planets. It doesn't mean they have to be all evenly spaced out. Um, but suffice it to say, there's not a, there's not a lot of them. You know, they're they're kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, these people tend to have a lot of varied interests and talents and abilities. Um, they're, they might uh, be a little scattered energetically too. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not very focused. Yes. Well, that's one of the the goals for this lifetime for them is kind of figuring out how to get focused on not necessarily one of those talents, but maybe um, figuring out how to integrate those talents into one purpose. So finding, even if it's not just like, oh, forgetting that you're also good at drawing and singing and that like, mm-hmm. but figuring out, okay, I'm good at all these things. How do I how do I wield that? Yeah. So it's like there, um, the way that the Astro Seek people described it was uh, like integrating all your talents into one lifelong project and you are that project. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like when you like look at this and then you hear these kind of definitions for a splash person, I feel like their like theme of their life would always probably feeling like that Jack of all trades, master of none. Like that might be like some, some themes of maybe past lives or maybe you were a bunch of cool ass people and now you get all these amazing different skills but it seems like your mission what yeah what julia kind of said is about like honing it in how do you find like that like how do you find freedom and structure it seems very sagittarian actually at the end of the day was one of the things that they said is you might be interested in art or esoterica psychology or spiritual paths and one of the examples they gave of a splash chart was carl jung Oh, yeah. Which I like that they gave examples like I found there's a lot of celebrity examples floating online of different chart shapes. And it it is one of those things that it's good to just like look at a bunch and then you can kind of start to like pick them out faster if you just kind of like scroll through a bunch of different ones. Um, but I mean, yeah, think about that. That's like him dissecting his lived experiences and all of these things in order to teach the world at large about the thing but like he's the prod you know what i mean like yeah, he's the yeah. project uh, like it's his brain vessel spitting out all the information to everybody mm-hmm. cute yeah. i love i like a splash yes uh next we have a splay oh oh a splay do you say yes a splash with the stellium mm-hmm. Ooh. uh i also heard described as like a tripod kind of oh i've seen that as also do people list it as fan and no, some the fan no, is that's different. A different okay one. okay tripod yeah um this one is like you know the tripod is actually supposed to have two stelliums oh but um it's supposed to be the seesaw with 
another oh. third. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's one where it's like you may think you're this, but your third focus might Ooh, be this unseen. other. Right. Ooh, that's interesting. Good to know. Well, um, let's just talk yes. about display then. <laughs> display is splashed with two, with a stellium. Yeah. With one stellium. Yeah, I mean, it's about kind of a similar uh, kind of several area things, but you're going to need to find a, a place to focus in order to really maximize your potential. Um, these people likely uh, are are looking to avoid structure and routine because they don't want to get like trapped in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought of this as like more like... Uh, like rebellious kind or like teenager. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like you have, it's that person where it's like, you have so much potential. Why are you doing this? But it's mm-hmm. like, because I don't want to be part of the system, man. Like, mm-hmm. but also you're wasting all of this potential. The, yeah. And I don't mean that to say everyone with this, with this chart will be wasting it, but it's like the, um, you know, there are things, there's ways to integrate all of these things that you, that you like, into some kind of structure that isn't whatever oppressive structure that you're thinking it is or like the system if you don't like the system it probably needs your partition participation in it in order to change it oh oh it's almost like the kids that are like so smart that they're like too smart yeah. to like exist or like tie their shoes or like whatever and they're just like well why yeah, it's like, why be a cog in the machine? Because I don't even like the machine. It's like, but you could fix the machine mm-hmm. if you just, like, you know, put your dog poop in a jar and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. There's ways. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So. Cute. Splay ball. It, look, <laughs> it looks like Oprah might be a splay. I don't know if it's Ooh. quite. Whoa. I mean, exact. that's kind of interesting since she's an Aquarius, too, of kind of being, like, I mean, and coming from like the life that she did being like, okay, now what, what, how do I make an impact in like the largest way? And how do I have people like flip this? How do I flip the script? Cause I knew how to get in, you know, I knew how to like play nice. And now I'm going to actually like, you know, you thought I was, you thought that's all I had. You thought I was just going to do just this. Think again, baby. Mm-mm. That's cool. Yeah. I think these ones are in the, again, the celebrity, the celebrity examples or famous examples, I think are, I'm making a judgment on her chart. Nobody told me that she's a splay. Just so yes. we're I'll, clear. I'll <laughs> but I mean, like thinking about that in terms of like looking. Um, yeah. Again, like at arcs mm-hmm. where it's like, because now you have the benefit of having someone's like autobiography or just watching them in the celebrity, uh, you know, because we have their, because their lives are public knowledge. You mm-hmm. can kind of be like, Oh, I get what that, what they're talking about there. Yeah. Um, On to our next shape, which is, the bundle oh the bundle i feel like i see like because because we, we do the chart readings and i feel like I've, now i'm noticing that i've seen tons of bundles like because i think it's the one shape when i see it i like instantly recognize like ooh, there's a lot up there like and it's just like it really stands out as a, as a pattern yeah the main i think constriction is that all planets all all planets must be consecutive so there's no spaces yes Mm -hmm. so it's all clustered in this the if we're getting into degree technical it'll be like in a cluster of about 120 degrees or less so it's like the bottom third all in a single quadrant Mm -hmm. um a third yeah and a quadrant or i mean that's but the a third of the chart yeah but the yeah 
Yes, sorry, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so bad at math because I was like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, but then I was like, oh no, it's three parts. I was really like, you know how it's divided into four parts of well, thirds? Mm-hmm. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing that divides the chart into three, and I think that's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna be the Jones of. Oh, I'm gonna create those lines yeah. on the chart and we'll um, make judgments on people based on if yes. they have Scorpio yeah. on their chart or not. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so the bundle um, is yeah, as we said clustered in about in the in one third of the chart. Um, AstroSeek described this pattern as having heroic expedition um, mm-hmm. because it's intense focus in one area of life so much so that the person feels kind of like preordained predestined to have a thing they might feel like it or might come off as like a superhero type thing where it's just like everything pointed to that he came it was a two years old and he picked up a baseball and he threw it and hit a home run and ever since then he's been a baseball star like that's what it was all leading up to whoa um, these people are specialists yeah oh but that, that's so in go on I'll, I'll, say, I'll come i'll come back to it they also can be real risk takers um and they might have uh an inflated sense of of their of themselves of their ability because they are so specialized that they kind of have this kind of invincible demigod kind of thing yeah um but the the lesson the lesson for them is to learn how to be more human and establish their own identity as like a person outside of what that focus is on and be able to kind of gain humility through that. I mean, the bundle, I feel like visually the bundle makes a shit ton of sense because like reading about it, it was talking about like that, like just like soup being so fucking concentrated. And just like when you think of like a bundle or like even to me, like the bundle in imagery in my mind thinks of like I think of like a really tight, like slinky or like a spring that's like ready to kind of just like go out and do do the thing. And then I guess it kind of makes sense too in a planetary way because in theory, or maybe not in theory, in fact, in in reality, you're probably like a lot of the same planets. Like you're going to be a lot of the same placements for the most part. So I feel like when you're so supercharged with like, you know, if you're like super fucking Leo or super fucking Libra, like you're going to be like, yeah, I am what I am. I know what I like and I'm going to go out and do the thing now. So I, I, I can see how like that represents the personality traits that might come from being a, a little bundle baby. It makes me think of like Olympic athletes or something too. Yeah. Where it's like, again, you were, you're, you had a physical ability for this thing. You were mentally prepared. You, d- you were willing to do the things that other kids weren't or whatever. So you just focus on this, but then you have this whole two thirds of your chart. That's completely empty mm-hmm. that you are like oh well now what that's what it's like the learning to be more human and and acknowledge that there is a full chart out there to be explored because just because you're not focusing on it doesn't mean those needs aren't there and and going unmet met yeah i think it's interesting because i don't think it necessarily has to be professional like um you know i know people that when they were when we were like in first grade they wanted to be a pilot and they've always loved airplanes or something like that. And then they go on to do some other kind of work, but they get their pilot's license as a hobby or something. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, that could also be depending on where the placement of your bundle is. Yeah. And I think maybe 
if it's clo- in 10th or you know if right it, wh- where it might be oh. you might just yes. be a real family person if it's down oh like oh yeah it, also i don't know if we yeah I, mean, I felt like that yeah but that's true that it's like also all of these shapes will depend on you know which side of your right. charts are so in it. if you have the bundle in the top hemisphere it might be different than the bottom oh you know? that's that's so interesting because it makes me think of like i could see how that would like relate to your work thing but i this i mean this makes me want to look at some friends chart like those friends who like who still have the same exact style and this and they like the same music and they're just like those like almost like time capsule people who i'm like Man, like they're the exact fucking same. And it's not in the shade. It's like I'm impressed that they can keep up like, you know, when you know it works, keep going with it sort of thing. So I wonder if they're now I'm like, I'm like, I want to look at everyone's. I've never like looked at people's shapes in an intentional way before. And now I really want to just I'm going to be scrolling through CoStar tonight, like judging everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, on to the locomotive. Any Thomas the Train stands in here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one is all planets are the kind of the opposite of the bundle. So the planets are uh, are displayed in about two thirds of the chart, Mm -hmm. at least. So in at least consecutively, yeah, consecutively. So it's this is all about dynamic forward motion. Um, Something that I thought was interesting, which makes sense, um, the first planet in a clockwise direction is considered the locomotive like yeah, the, the, he- the front of the train and this is the planet that kind of um establishes the theme or the area of life that's going to be the driving force of the train and mm-hmm. it's the one that pulls all of the other ones along and then the last planet uh before you get to that empty space is kind of like the the limitation or the thing not like Achilles heel, but it's like the thing that you probably don't want to work on, but you ultimately have to work on in order to like keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you got to pull it up. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. These people are super driven and have a lot of resources. The lesson for these people is to, uh, like a lot of times they find that that like, it's that like missing not missing piece but it's like that empty part of their thing their their chart might be something that they they themselves feel like that they're missing or that they notice the world at large is missing and then these traits kind of conspire to help fix that missing thing for like the world at large so not or like you you grew up with uh poor housing and then you find a way to like direct all of your energy to start making affordable housing for neighborhoods like yours or something like that where it's like you have to acknowledge that that caboose so then you can help future generations yeah it's such an interest like of all the chart shape names this one just made me go huh like because it just seemed to like stand out from all the the other ones but i wonder too and this is just a like visual like the sense i get maybe from a locomotive person is like since the theme is like moving shit and, and kind of like just being like out of my way, dumbass. Like I wonder if they are like depending on maybe on the what the planet is of the first one or the last one is like like you're pushy, bossy, and I say this in like in a loving sort of way, like not like we don't say bossy anymore, but like that like like 
like I work with some people who are like bulldogs who are like, I don't care. I'm getting that lead. I'm getting that report. I'm get like, and I'm just like, I'm like an easy quit. Like I'm like, nah, nah, it's, a, it's like, it's all good. So I wonder if there's like some of those trends with like your, your locomotive heads out there. I would imagine. So I think also, um, like the, but maybe the planet I, depends. Well, I think it depends the the, the image that comes to my mind for that is kind of the person who is um, really positive and doesn't want to like because they know that they're that they can, uh, you know, move past whatever it is, whatever um, obstacle they are facing or whatever. But they also don't. They're those people that are like, oh, I don't acknowledge those negative things or something mm-hmm. like I don't, I'm not going to look back because I've already come oh. so far from my my past or whatever. That's a, I'm using very, you know, cliched soap opera yeah. things but it's like Lack i'm not no dwelling yeah needed. i left that town a long time ago i'm never going back there but it's like you have you got to go back like mm-hmm. or it's like you can't even if it seems like it's not going for even if it seems like it's going backwards it's ultimately what you need to take the next step forward yeah so Aww. yeah keep on chugging baby all right next we have the bowl the bowl yeah all all planets it some say i don't know so this is some say it has to be in a single hemisphere and others say it just has to fall within six consecutive signs so it's half the circle either way but i don't know what happens if you you know start in 11 because that's not just in one hemisphere well i would say i would say maybe i mean i guess you could still make an argument for it being in one because it likely wouldn't be if as long as it's i don't know well, I, that one to me feels like a theme general. says they have to be in a single hemisphere hmm. and the book says any six consecutive signs so that's yeah um you know mm-hmm. up to up to you <laughs> choose you your anything. own adventure well, <laughs> and i feel like the bull shapes like of all of them it's pretty distinct like it's usually pretty distinct looking because there is that like clear cut across where it's like no one's passing right through. but does it have to be straight up and down or can it be slanted that's like the question uh, here i i you know we like to loosey-goosey it i think i think it just has to be six signs i think so too i think i think so too i don't mind i don't mind the the orientation if you will or where where it lays or if it crosses over because I think. it feels like I mean, yeah, if it's six signs, it's just, it's half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. And that but seems, I think I the, think it could be a huge distinction if half of you are, if you're, if you're still a half and a half, but you're in two different quarters, you know? Yeah. Like if you're in two different yeah, sides, you might true. have more balance. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I think it's probably just six in a row because it doesn't seem that likely anyway, but yeah. who knows? Well, yeah. cause it could, cause to me, the way that the, the pattern, the personality type that that pattern describes i feel like we know too many bowl people for it to be as exact as as a single hemisphere you know yeah Mm -hmm. well it does say it's particularly forceful in the book Mm -hmm. if they're in a certain hemisphere um the bowl that yeah that makes see that you're right though that that would be like even the most intense uh form manifestation of it but uh astroseek describes this one as me and you versus me and the rest of the world like the outer world damn so um, um the book says it's uh 
thoughtful, self-contained, and um, they learn from their experiences. Oh. Uh, Seek also said that the planets on the edges of the bowl kind of create the the line between me and the outside world. And a lot of times these people might um, feel that they are like, they're always looking for their missing half, Mm -hmm. which it's like, yeah, their chart is missing a hat or whatever, you know? Uh, So they might need, they might over identify with relationships because they feel like someone outside of them is their connection to that missing half that they are not capable of accessing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lesson of this lifetime for them is that they can't, it has to be through themselves. They have to take, even if they're scared to enter this new arena that they feel like they're missing, that's the only way that they're going to feel whole. It can't be from obtaining stuff or people that are that channel it has to be through your experience oh my god imagine a dating app where you can match up bowls like the one half like whoever's on like on one side to another and just i mean not that it's gonna work but it'd be interesting to see if they feel like i feel like these are the people who believe in twin flames you know or like feeling like those perfect connection things I mean, even the shape, I mean, think of like a bowl. It's there to catch. It's there to like support. It's there to like to take in the feelings. And I feel like even just like the like what's the word for like how something sounds and it makes you feel like bowl. There's like a word for it. It like trigger. It's like a brain triggering thing. But it's like bowl sounds bowl sounds what it looks like. And bowl is very just like there to take you in. It wants to feel like the it's the glass half full empty sort of vibe you can't have a bowl without hole (laughs) (laughs) no okay no but (laughs) i was saying like the sound of it that's like hole is not i know but it's like like but (laughs) you can't have a bowl i swung and i missed all right (laughs) you you can't have a bowl without an owl (laughs) that's true or a bow Ooh. All right, next. Or an the bucket. Owl. The bucket. Uh, the bucket. Buckets right. are fun. The bucket. So this is uh like the bowl, except for there's one planet that's opposing the other cluster. Oh. Which is the the singleton or the handle. <laughs> the singleton. Mm-hmm. Oh, the shade of the singleton. Mm-hmm. The singleton often directs the like person's goals or what they what they look towards what they are trying to accomplish um these people seek to be accepted by society but they also want to be recognized for their individual talents instead of just you know fitting in Mm -hmm. um one of the things that astro seek talked about was like the the handle can be the the thing that you are like always trying to avoid or the thing that you tap into when you want to like take things to the next level or whatever. It's, it's definitely going to be a focus regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but it might be, you know, the, the trait that you just won't, that you don't want to accept because of whatever else is in the rest of the bucket. Mm-hmm. Or it's the thing where it's like you put on that costume or whatever. Um, here's some, different uh handle options (laughs) um so you might have a lunar handle 
meaning the moon is um, opposed to the rest of your bucket, um, in which case you will probably be um, determined in some way by home, family, nutrition, um, care for others. These people are usually dedicated to like a cause or a goal, not just themselves as well. And everything kind of, again, conspires for that thing. The example they gave for um, a lunar singleton slash handle was Bill Gates. So it's like still a very like self self oriented person, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, presumably with the intention of of starting charities and giving back and and nurturing in that way. Yeah. Um, If you have a Saturn singleton, um, the your ideal or cause or goal is probably uh, power structures, authority, law, justice. Um, Anne Frank had a Saturn singleton. Oh. Uh, I think just looked up her chart. Oh, well, so Gem- Gemini. So also with writing and like the you know aspirations and all the things. And then the Le- she had a lot of Leo too, which was cute. Makes sense. Uh, if you have a Jupiter singleton, uh, you likely have a goal of that's uh, philosophical. That's about aesthetics. It might be about business, spirituality, higher education, something like that. They did not have an example for Jupiter, which I was bummed about because I have a Jupiter handle. So you do. Mm-hmm. She's a bucket girl. I'm a bucket. Bucket Jupiter. So your example is Julia Locke. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Add, you should add. <laughs> the example is me. You should add yourself on Astro C. I did write that in my notes. Parenthetical me. <laughs> uh, uh, if you have a Mars handle, uh, ideals and goals that you're seeking it might have to do with activity, um, sports, uh, just like the fighting spirit, vitality, mm-hmm. or life energy. Also an example for that one. Wow. Uh, and then finally, if you have a Uranus handle. Uh, your might be your focus might be ingenious ideas, um, teams, parties, but it also might be extreme individualism. They said even autism is oh. associated with the Uranus handle. Oh my god! Um, also technology and focus on the future. Uh, the example they have here is Albert Einstein. Wow. So back to Oprah, <laughs> turns out that she is a splay. However, she has a secondary semblance of bucket. Oh. Oh. But in her case, her handle is a stellium and uh, it's in Aquarius. Wow. So they speculate that this is why she's interested in knowledge, new ideas and humanitarianism. That makes so much sense. Wait, what was the one thing you said secondary? Who knew they had the answers on the next page? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only astrology book you'll ever need. <laughs> secondary resemblance. Oh, so there can be like one, if you're like, if your chart's kind of like, what well, is this? You can have like, it's kind of like this and a this. Well, it makes sense that. You what, can have both, I guess. Yeah, it <laughs> makes sense that it was like, you can't say it's. You can't say it's just a bucket because it's not a single opposing planet, but it's not. It's a splay with bucket. a handle. Yeah, yeah. because um, there's one. It's three planets, but they're all in one thing. Well, right. Um, it says that it, the handle can be more than one planet together oh. in the book. But I think because hers aren't all in a line together on the other side. Yeah. Like not then it's not. Yeah. Hers are a little bit. You can see. here. But that's good to know. That's good to know, too, when we were uh, talking about uh-huh. if you don't readily identify with one, there might be variations within two. So, again, mm-hmm. take what take what works and, and leave what doesn't. Yeah. The, uh, the chart shape should be uh, in the fun, speculative. Yeah. Just, it's just another element of your chart, too. Not literally, but an element. But just another 
I was going to say an aspect. It's not literally an aspect. It, well, it's a piece. It's, yeah, it's a piece it's of a your piece. chart. And remember, this is also meant to be broad, too. It's and like contemplative. It's like, oh, is this another theme that maybe applies to me? Or maybe if you feel like you, like, again, with, like, research and things, it could be just another door opener to maybe understanding someone else's chart, too, of, like, what are these big arts... Like why, what are repeating things that keep coming back for it's them? It's patterns. So yes. it's also like behavioral patterns and mm-hmm. life pa- life cycle patterns and things like that too. So it's just, you know, not, not specific to each person, but uh-huh. uh, our final pattern is the seesaw, which is all about duality and dynamic tension. Um, yeah. I mean, planets clustered in two opposing sides. Uh, this one says with at least 60 degrees and, empty space on both sides but again i feel like if you don't want to get i feel like seesaw is kind of in terms of how the shape goes it's kind of self-explanatory mm-hmm. just two two sides yeah Clust, clustered close so it looks like a seesaw yeah looks like two little of like the fans on both sides can't mm-hmm. miss it but mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a seesaw lass oh yeah yeah well i think so i mean it was one of those where i'm like i guess I am and I like when I saw like uh, on AstroSeek when they do the illustrated version I was like okay now I see it because before it's like you're like I- I'm just not good with those visual things of like imagining the shape I failed geometry like I'm not good at vi- like fake visualizing in my head and then I like when they like shade it like sort of like how as you saw on the website like when it's like filled in I'm like no okay I get it now, now like you, you filled it. in the it's like facial recognition or something yeah. like I can see this here um, these people might feel like they are pulled in two different directions. They might feel like they have to live two lives, that they can't be all of themselves at one time. Um, these people also might want relationships more than other chart shapes um, because they might um, over identify with one side of the seesaw and kind of similar to uh, the bowl, like feel like that this other person is a completion of them without recognizing that they also have that other side of them too. Um, yeah, I mean they can, because of those things though, these people can be, they have the ability to see different sides, see multiple options in, in a lot of situations. And also they can be good negotiators because they are always trying to find resolution between two opposing forces. That's like what they want ultimately. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have an ability to kind of seek that out or notice that notice those patterns in other situations. Yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, like, and maybe it's because of like, um, you know, even reading more about it, it seems like a Gemini E Libra vibe, which I have like with, um, with like nodes and like Mercury, like in these kind of like, uh, kind of, uh, reflective sort of placements but like the the two sides things I'm like oh yeah that's like definitely like my like work versus like IRL versus like and I, I used to be like big into like pseudonyms like on Facebook like I was Spaghetta May Renara for like <laughs> a really re- like I just didn't want anyone to like get fully 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 in and it's like but I think that goes with like the like when people think you're really open it's like yeah I'm open about what you know about but what I, you don't know, you have no idea. The real world seesaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean that makes sense. It's like you can't. It's a difficult. Think of it a, a literal seesaw. It's it's a it ha, it's difficult to get it to 
be balanced at one time, you mm-hmm. know? So there is some, a little bit of a truth to that, but I think that's the, again, that's like the lesson is finding out it, that's the lifetime of, of experimenting with those balances. How much do you give in this and how much do you give in that? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Astro theme defines three more types of charts, the tripod the seesaw with a third conjunction clearly separated from the other two groups the fan, which is similar to uh, the bucket, but it's the the um, instead of a bowl, it's closer to a bundle. So they're much more tightly together on one side with one opposing planet on the other. And then finally, the asymmetric, no clear shape. Hmm. Cute. Well. So I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm into it. And again, it's, it's patterns and stuff, you know, just bigger things, but yeah, something to, I think, especially when we're talking about the end of the year and we're thinking about looking back at things, all of that, I think that this actually is a great, uh, way to, to think about those things of noticing patterns that you did, noticing things that you, you know, maybe wish to improve of in the future or what you take note of just for peace of mind, remembering that these are things that you have always and thinking back to previous years and all of those things, which I think is something that astrology is, is really beneficial for. Yeah. I mean, I think they're good for like little meditative things too. Cause especially when you get, you can get just so lost in your chart because there's just so much going on. There's so many placements. There's like all, and then when you factor in the houses, then when you factor in asteroids, then when you factor in the aspects, then it's just like, you can get lost in it. So it is, it is almost like uh, I feel like there was some other uh, some other episode where it had like a similar theme. Maybe it was the nodes where it kind of opens up that general question of like, so how did how is balancing uh, working? You know, your personal life. Like how, like are, are, do you feel complete? Like it really opens into these kind of like uh, therapy, out. like you know, ever expanding. Yeah, zoom out yeah. questions, which or, is always fun to look at and think about. Yeah. I think the end of the year is a good time to look at the year as a whole and maybe potentially find a way to find yourself in your natal chart. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. Can't can't say it better than that. <laughs> uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.